The Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Miles Danhausen Jr., writer and editor here at the Peninsula Pulse. And pleased to have you all back here today for a conversation about one of my favorite subjects, trails and biking, and some kind of pretty uh, innovative, exciting efforts going on in the Egg Harbor and Fish Creek area in regards to that. And I have a couple of people who know a heck of a lot more about this stuff to join us here on the podcast today. And that's Patrick Leiden, a landscape architect with the National Park Service based out of East Lansing, Michigan. Patrick, thanks for joining me. Hey, Miles. Yeah, happy to be here this morning. And Christopher Morgan, a community planner with the National Park Service based out of Duluth. Thanks, Christopher. Thanks, Miles. Happy to be here. We're doing this via three-way call across three different states, so I hope the sound is great for everybody and that you can kind of follow as we as we have this conversation. And the reason I have Patrick and Christopher here to talk to me, two names completely unfamiliar to most people in Door County, but they're both working a little bit on a project in Egg Harbor, kind of spearheaded by... Susan Stauber, who is heading up a trails committee for the village of Egg Harbor and doing some really incredible work in the background to lay the framework for potentially getting some off-road multimodal paths that would connect, you know, in the short term, the Egg Harbor Beach to the village of Egg Harbor and in a, on a larger, broader vision, connecting the north end of the town of Egg Harbor to the village to Fish Creek and the Redmond property. It's an ambitious project. Uh, a lot of moving parts, a lot of people that got to get on board, but probably the closest we've ever come in Door County to a real connector trail between communities. So I wanted to talk to Patrick and Christopher because you guys have kind of a unique role in this. And this was something that Susan kind of roped you guys into and brought you in. I don't know who wants to take this question, but just a general, like, what is your role in the National Park Service role? How did you get involved in this and what are you working on for the Village of Egg Harbor? Sure. Yeah, Miles, this is Patrick. So just maybe a brief overview of our program would sort of help to answer some of that and like what the National Park Service is doing in Egg Harbor. Why are they there? So, you know, most people are familiar with the Park Service from the National Park Service unit level, right? Like we're all familiar with Grand Canyon, Glacier, those units. But Mm -hmm. the Park Service also has what we call community partnership programs, that really our goal is to extend those similar benefits of those park units beyond the borders and out into the communities. So Rivers Trails Conservation Assistance Program is one of those partnership programs. So we're not here to, you know, make a national park or any of that. We're simply here because the community has a project that, you know, deals with natural resource or outdoor recreation and conservation. And so they've invited us into their community to assist them with that project. And that's really what the Rivers Trails Conservation Assistance Program is all about. We are invited in to work in cooperation with our partners to extend those benefits beyond the borders of the parks. So really dealing with any project that has to do with natural or cultural resource conservation. So what was the second part of no, that that's a, that's, that's a, a great overview and, and, and thank you and a great introduction to this conversation. So I guess I'll skip my first question for a moment 
and come back, kind of build this a little bit for our listeners. But how did you end up involved in this Egg Harbor project? That's right. So how we get involved with projects is basically communities reach out to us or partners. They can be nonprofits of any kind or government agencies, communities, and um, they applied. Uh, Egg Harbor applied for assistance with the Park Service, and uh, they were accepted through our application process. And the Rivers Trails Conservation Assistance Program, or RTCA, doesn't provide any type of monetary funding. The grant is actually just through technical assistance. So as you mentioned at the beginning, I'm a landscape architect. I have a background in, in planning and design, and Chris is a community planner. So we bring our expertise and try to help the communities to build their project and to help them move it forward. Chris, as a community planner, like how does that tie into this? It wouldn't be my first thought of like, oh, we're building a trail. We need a community planner coming in here. But maybe that's a misunderstanding of what your your job and role is. So what's your <laughs> what's your niche in this project? Yeah, so I think any, you know, consensus building and uh, community project involves a certain level of engagement and hearing from community members in terms of what they want to see in their village in this case, and trying to build that consensus, not only through events, but I can also help with things like making maps that kind of just tell the story of what corridors we're looking at, you know, areas that we're looking to potentially implement trails at some point. And then, you know, some of this community building and support, is, it's kind of gathering you mentioned you have like public events, you create these maps. Do you have a role as well in, you know, formulating surveys or gathering feedback and, and outreach to the community? Yeah. So the, the village is the one that, you know, put the survey out, but Patrick and I certainly gave our, our input. And I think that's a good indicative way of showing how RTCA supports communities. You know, these are going to be community-led efforts. We're not looking to, you know, be the ones driving decisions here, but we're there to provide that assistance. And that could be uh, showing examples of how things have been done other places or just drawing on our overall experience to help inform what direction the city might want to go in. But again, we're not the ones actually making the decisions in the end. And you guys have actually been on the ground in Door County for site visits to see what these areas might be. What's kind of your impressions from coming up here and how does it compare to other areas you might have worked in. Like in general, I kind of compare, a lot of times in my head, I compare us to, say, the Traverse City, Michigan area, where they have a, a robust system of off-road, multimodal trails that connect all the communities. And we have very little, so I feel like we're, we're far behind, but it seems like we're very ripe for it. But what's, what's the impression you guys get being on the ground? Patrick, do you mind if I start out here? Sure, yeah. I know earlier, Miles, you had said that, you know, Patrick and I are two names that people in, in Door County might not necessarily be familiar with, and that's totally fair. But I, however, am pretty familiar with Door County, I want to add, too. <laughs> I have been there every year for my whole life growing up, originally from Madison, and, and have lots of visits to Door County over the years. So I, I do know Egg Harbor specifically is where I have been a longtime visitor. And so, you know, there's a certain personal angle for me, too, and being able to, to walk these areas and scope out things that are, are routes that I've, you know, traversed over my lifetime at this point. So I think that adds a, a nice level of, you know, we've got our overall expertise, but also that some of that local knowledge and, and personal experience, too. So I, I do agree with you. There's It is ripe for some trail development. I think there is that inherent or pent-up demand in, in many cases of, you know, we've got these great points of interest in and around the village and, and how do we better connect them so that vehicles aren't necessarily the only way 
to get around. And it gives people more options at the very least. They can still drive if they want to, of course. But opening up that that walking and biking potential, I think, could be really huge. Might be able to help with some of the the parking congestion concerns mm-hmm. in, in uh, downtown Egg Harbor. And I know like you can you can get some traffic jams, even though it's a it's a small village. It gets busy in the summer, of course. So things that we can do to try to mitigate some of that and just try to, to build that sense of community as well when it comes to being able to zip around town on your bike if you want to. Chris, you made a good point there just in terms of like, yeah, people can still drive. Adding bike lanes or pass, off-road pass, obviously it doesn't take away from drivers. Just add, In fact, if anything, it probably gives drivers more freedom because it puts more people on a bike and off the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Patrick, did you have now as somebody who's not as familiar with the area or at least, or, or maybe I'm wrong, maybe you are very familiar like Chris was, but um, as someone who's not, what's your impression seeing it for the first time? Yeah, so this was my first time in Door County. And, you know, my first impression was just the beauty of the place, right? And um, it was really neat to experience that as we slowly walked, you know, the areas and looked at the potential options for trails and things to experience that, not just from a car, zipping up the highway and getting to see these the beautiful area, but also to slow down a bit and to really embrace that that area and things. So I think that's going to be one of the big benefits is more people are going to be able to experience in, in a more intimate way than maybe what they're typically used to of uh, being in a car and, you know, traveling up to the area and getting to a destination. So it can just create a whole different experience is one of the things that, you know, I really noticed as, a, as an exciting piece for me and a potential benefit for the project. And you know, as you mentioned about it being, you know, ripe for trails, it was interesting because I was surprised while we were there as well of how many people were already utilizing many of these corridors already without really any infrastructure for trails being mm-hmm. in place. People are already biking on the roads heavily and people are already walking through many of the areas to get from place to place. So a big thing that I, I took away from that is just providing any type of improvements to make these areas more safe for people that are already utilizing them as a transportation corridor, not in their car, would be a huge benefit for the communities. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, we really don't have any bike infrastructure other than some marked paths in the village of Egg Harbor. We don't have much north of Surgeon Bay outside of our park system. And even in Surgeon Bay, we're pretty light. So there's all this pent up demand and opportunity there. And as somebody raising kids here, you know, when I was growing up here 40 years ago, it was a lot easier to hop on your Huffy and, and ride a few miles and go to your friend's house. You know, we have a much greater population. I shouldn't say much greater, but we have a, a larger population now and obviously a lot more tourists and a lot more competition on those roads. So it's, a, it's much more daunting. And maybe it's just me as a parent being a little more cowardly than my own parents were, but it's hard to envision letting my kids at some point as six, seven, eight-year-olds do the things that I was able to do unless we had some paths like this. When you look at it, I think uh, historically in Door County, the talk of trails and paths has always, it, it sounds like a great idea, but it usually stops when people look at like the, some of the challenges here, it, whether it's terrain or, you know, getting permission from property owners and things like that. And in, in my research on this, my impression is those challenges are not much different than all these other communities around the country that have them. But do you think, am I wrong on that? Is Door County's terrain and, and where we want these trails potentially to go, is this uniquely difficult or, or expensive? Or is this a pretty common, you know, this is just what you have to overcome to do these kind of things? Hey, yeah, I can 
I can jump in on that one first. Yeah, because you, you kind of touched on that a little bit. And I think the unique topography of this area is one of the things that lends itself to being a pretty extreme challenge for trails and definitely makes it unique and different from a lot of the other, say, rails to trails projects or projects in some of the flatter areas. Some places, as you know, you're trying to go over 100 feet in elevation change from the top of the escarpment down to to the toe of the escarpment or the bottom of the escarpment there. And these are old routes typically, so they're very narrow and there's not a lot of room for car traffic, let alone bikes or pedestrians. So all of those things definitely lend to one of the challenges that we're dealing with in this area for trails. And I guess just to speak to that pent-up demand aspect, like, yes, these are trails that have been you know, wanted and identified for, for quite some time. I know even going back to the, the 2003 Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources trail plan identifies Northern Door County and, you know, roughly the same corridor that, that we're looking in. So, you know, things have been tried here previously and hasn't materialized for whatever reason. And, you know, the escarpment is no small piece of that. But we think that we're going to be, or at least do our best to be uh, successful in coordinating amongst all of those things and able to have a a nice final product at the end that people can use. Patrick, what is the kind of technical assistance that the Park Service is providing here to support this effort? Sure. Yeah. So we're helping to identify and engage with other partners and stakeholders within the community and even outside of the community as well. We're also helping to formulate public outreach and engagement strategies, as well as organizing a in-person workshop and you know, open house coming up in December. And finally, we're also hoping to create some feasibility recommendations, trail concepts, and uh, plans as well. And that open house in December, I, I think Susan Stauber told me that uh, you are both going to be at that open house in Egg Harbor? Yes, that is the plan at this point. <laughs> who knows what the weather might entail, but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely. That's, that's the plan for both of us to head up to Egg Harbor to be there in person for that. So I'm really looking forward to it. I've heard it's a beautiful area at that time of year. <laughs> well, somebody sold you a, a bill of goods. No, it is <laughs> It's a great time of year. <laughs> um, I have come to love winter up here. I, got a, I have a fat bike now, and I actually have some warm winter clothing, which helps a lot for continuing to ride all year long. Are you both riders? Yeah, this is Chris. I'm a, a regular bike commuter most of the year. There's some days where I, I do opt for the, the bus instead, but do love riding the bike, especially from a functional standpoint. You know, it's great to get out there recreationally, but to be able to build that into your day, I think is really empowering uh, if you are able to and don't live, you know, super far away from, from work. Yeah. And Chris, you're up in uh, Duluth where summer lasts for basically July, right? So you... <laughs> <laughs> You have to be a little more hardy, but you can do it. You can ride, and Duluth has a pretty robust system of trails in and around the city, correct? That is true, and I just have a little road bike. It was my dad's trek from the 70s. It's still holding on, um, but I do need to probably get one of those fat tire bikes if I really want to get serious about winter riding up here. <laughs> but, you know, you see you're in a community that has these trails, you know, versus talking about what could be in Door County. You see day in, day out the the impact of having infrastructure for cyclists and pedestrians on the scale that the Duluth area does. What does that do for a community? I think it's a great way to to build that sense of community where you pass your neighbors 
not in a car and you're able to interact with them a little easier. You know, up here, we've got a great path called the Lake Walk along Lake Superior. And that's certainly a big tourist draw, especially down toward the Canal Park area is, is very tourist heavy. I personally love just going down there too, because it's where the, the lift bridge is and it's a cool area to check out. But you do also get the, the local folks that just like walking on the trail and they do that every morning. There's a community group that does that every day of the year, uh, regardless of the weather, just because they can. And so I think it's a great way to, to, again, yeah, build community through having locals that are able to enjoy that path, whether it's for a creation or functionally to get to work, as well as tourists that are able to enjoy it as well because of the, the views and the recreation that comes with being in a, a walkable and bikeable place. The Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwani counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org slash careers. Patrick, I was curious, what's it like in East Lansing, where you're located? Yeah, so East Lansing is a very easy, you know, it's a it's a college town, and they have a pretty established trail system, bike system, and there, you know, there's currently some pretty big plans in the Tri-County area there to extend that beyond that and, and build some even larger connectivity for non-vehicular traffic and things, and Actually, I live in a town. I'm not as fortunate as Chris to live and work in the same town, although I, I do. I work from home quite a bit, but I live 30 miles south of Lansing. And so I do have to, unfortunately, make that commute. And we've, I've talked about that with Chris of how, what a, what a great opportunity that is to be able to hop on your bike and get to the store, get to work. And fortunately, I live in a small town here in Southern Michigan, Jackson, and I'm able to do that around here. I don't take advantage of it quite as much as Chris does, but certainly that that option is there and, and I really appreciate being able to do that. But I enjoy hopping on real trails. I've got a, a young family and it's been a joy to be able to get out on the bike and, you know, tow her around. And yeah, it's just a great way to slow things down and just experience nature and, and places and recreate in a different way. There's a, a gentleman up here who has been commuting to work at one of the manufacturing facilities down in, in Sturgeon Bay. He's been doing that for, I think he's on like year eight, where every single day he's ridden his bike to work up to about seven miles each way. And he started taking pictures of the things he saw on his commute every day. And every day on Facebook, he's posting a photo and it might be a bald eagle or a deer or all these different animals he sees. And you just you know, just going through his Facebook feed, this is Carl Morrison. I've written about him a couple of times and uh, just thousands of miles on his bike every year. And it's just really cool to think like, all right, you're just not doing that in a car, you know? And that's not anti-car. It's just like, there's these opportunities if you can make it work. For myself, I live about a mile outside of Sister Bay and I have a 16 month old and a three and a half year old. And a great weekend to me is one in which I don't get in my car <laughs> and I just bike that mile into town and I can bike. I always tell people like who complain about congestion in Door County, I'm like, well, just if you can walk to where you want to go 
or in my case, if I'm lucky enough and I can bike to it, I always, I describe it as like feeling like I'm cheating. You know, when all these other people are stuck in their cars and searching for parking spots, I just ride up exactly where I want to go in the park and I just have my bike and my kids and all the stuff they need right there. I don't have to truck that from the parking lot over to the beach or up to, to wherever we can picnic. And I think it's, again, it's not to, to say that people can't drive or there's something wrong with that. It's just like, if we can present a way in which it becomes easier for people to do those things, it just, it helps everybody, whether you're a driver or a cyclist. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> what about the, uh, the Iowa State University Community Design Lab? What is their involvement in this project? What do they do? And just real quick, before you jump off that soapbox, I just, I love that. I love that story. I love that, that opportunity. And if that opportunity is not even there for people to try it, then, you know, they're, they're not going to. And I guess when I hear you talking about that, you know, even for me, sometimes it's not my first thing that I think of when I need to grow, run out to the store to jump on my bike or to just walk over and go. But the moment that you do it the first time or you try it, what you talked about, about seeing things differently and it all starts to happen and it all, it just makes sense. And you're like, why don't I do this more often? Or at least that's my take. Cause I'm not a daily commuter that does that. So I'm like, Oh man, why don't I do this more often? So anyways, right. I just, maybe people will just try it and who knows, maybe you might like it. Well, and if you make it safe enough for there to be an entry point, you know, my dad's 81. He'll, he'll hop on his bike and put a couple miles in now and then. But on our back roads, on our 55-mile-an-hour roads, which is kind of the only thing that's available, you know, it's, it's, it's a little intimidating and feels dangerous. It just doesn't feel safe, right, when you have a, a dump truck flying by at 60 without any shoulders. So having some way for folks like him or folks like my kids to do that. Or, you know, another thing that I recognize is the way my kids react. When we're going down the road and instead of it being in a car where they really can't see out the windows as well, and they're in a burly or on the back of my bike, and they see the, the farm, they're just they're screaming, there's a barn, daddy, there's the llamas, daddy, there's birds, you know, and they just see it all, and they, they come alive doing it. So it also helps me to even get them out the door to go to daycare in the morning sometimes if I promise we're going to do it on the bike versus getting in the car. Then they're like, all right, then they run out the door. So... A lot of benefits to me as a dad. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely understand that and relate to that. Just the ease of, hey, let's just get, get going, get moving. But I mean, in the end of the day, which one would you rather do? Jump in a car seat and get buckled in and not be able to see where you're going or, you know, be able to have the wind in your hair. <laughs> but yeah, so to ISU and their community design lab, I mentioned that, you know, one of the things that we're helping with is to help to start some feasibility recommendations and some conceptual planning. And that's really where the partnership that our TCA has with ISU and their community design lab has really helped us with some of those designs and some of the initial exploration of, hey, can we even, what can we get in here? What can we do as far as trails go and just the initial, you know, feasibility studies and things. In your experience on these, like what works to bring these kind of things to fruition? Is there like a, obviously you get community excitement to it, but like you have a lot of these challenges. You got to get convinced property owners to, in some ways, sometimes either give an easement or donate property or just allow a path to go through and, and get on board with this. You maybe have to buy land. And then there, of course there's a the cost factor. I mean, these aren't, this isn't cheap to do, you know, it's not as expensive as a road, but it's, it's not nothing either by any means. 
So what's kind of the key elements or common elements that help get a Trails project like this off the design stage or off a computer screen and, and into reality? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, one of the things that our program does or RTCA does really, or one of our focuses is bringing the community into these projects early. I think with these projects, having communities involved from the very beginning stages is a critical element to getting them implemented, right? Like, if ultimately, if the community doesn't, wants to see this happen, right, and they, they're really excited about it, they're going to be the ones that are going to find some way to get certain things implemented. So just getting the community involved and keeping them involved and, and really being transparent throughout the process, it's their project, right? It's, it's not, ultimately, they're the ones that are going to be benefiting and using this from now to forever, right? That's really the, the beginning stages and kind of where we're at with the project is, is just trying to involve as many people and as many partners in the process as possible. And yeah, I'll just add that it comes down to, again, that sort of building consensus. And if people do have concerns, we, we hear those out and we, we see what a, a viable path forward is then. And then, you know, as, as far as the, the money piece goes, because like so many things, it often comes down to the, the funding. As Patrick said, we aren't able to provide monetary grants as part of our program, but what we can do is connect people and identify funding strategies in order to get these things to happen. So whether that's, you know, talking with DNR about what programs that they might have available, looping in with groups like the Wisconsin Bike Fed to see what they're able to provide or, or direct us towards. It's a lot of that coordinating and finding the right people to talk to in order to make it happen in the end. And right now there just seems to be a lot of support for funding projects like this, both at from a federal infrastructure level and you know, Governor Tony Evers has been very supportive about putting more money into bike and pedestrian infrastructure than ever before. And Door County specifically, having covered this for about 20 years as either a, an advocate for these sorts of trails or as a, just as a reporter, there's more interest and more support than ever before. And say in, I think, 2013 or 14, they approved a countywide bike plan on the peninsula and a lot of work and money went into that. And that went right onto a shelf and started gathering dust. And only in these last couple of years, primarily driven by like the efforts in Egg Harbor and the town of Gibraltar, but also Sister Bay starting to do a little work on this. It seems like there's some excitement for it and the, the time is ripe. And you guys might be able to speak to this better than I could, but it seems like when, when projects like this happen, it's when that time is ripe, but then like that energy is also there and the plans are in place so you can go out and get that grant money and act quickly when it becomes available. Certainly, yeah, and I, I think you're you're correct. And it's hard to argue with the benefits that trails have. And it seems like right now there is a lot of avenues for funding these projects. So you know, trying to capitalize on that right now, I think it is a good time to be talking about this with the community and and talking about trails in Egg Harbor and the surrounding areas because there people realize that. You know, these things are beneficial across the board for communities. So, yeah, there is there's a lot of funding available. There's a lot of money available right now. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time to be talking about this. Chris, have you ever heard of a community that built a trail system and regretted it? <laughs> I, I can't say that I have. I don't know what else to, to add to that. <laughs> Patrick, you? <laughs> you know, I haven't either. Um, I'll have to think on that. 
<laughs> I, maybe it's that I try to focus on the positive ones, but uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. It's just a, you know, it's interesting. I've, I think about that sometimes with historic preservation as well. And there's always a fight to save something. And when it comes to trails, there's always a fight to build it. But when it comes to historic preservation, the conversations that I have so often in telling stories of my community are people who come up and, and when you talk about something, they'll say, oh, I wish we still had that. Or, oh, gosh, I wish we hadn't torn that down. Or I wish that land was still available or public. Or if I wish that resort was still here. You very rarely hear people say, I wish we would have torn that down. I wish we didn't have that thing. I wish my old school was gone. And same thing with trails. You know, it is a fight to build it. It's difficult to build it. But you go to community after community. And even if you're not a cyclist, like you see so many benefits in terms of people just walking. You know, like you don't need to be a, a bicyclist to use these trails. In most cases, the best ones are these multimodal ones that hit multiple communities. But they also increase property values by giving you access to trails, whether you're a retiree who just wants to get a little more exercise or you're an avid cyclist. And I, I think for the most part, a lot of these types of trails, these aren't for necessarily, it doesn't mean that they can't ride on this, like the hardcore cyclist. But I guess I wouldn't picture this as the guy who's going 25 miles an hour hammering down in a Peloton is not the person who's the, the primary user for a trail like this. Correct. I would certainly agree with that. Yeah, especially you look at some of the, you know, some of the trails are only a half mile long that are being proposed. They're really connector trails. They're trails that try to get people from where they're living at or where they're recreating at to the downtown area and just get them there safer. So yeah, if you're going 25 miles on that trail, you're going to be, it's not going to take you long to get through it. But really they're, they're more, you know, transportation trails as opposed to the, the long haul recreation trails, I guess. And yeah, I, I, to add to that, I think the sort of four corridors that we're looking at is a good mix actually, is some good connectors into the village, but could also be part of a, a larger network. If you were looking to do one of those longer rides, like from south of Egg Harbor on up to Sister Bay is, is kind of like larger vision that some folks have. So I think it, I, I can, it can hit both marks actually too. Um, and and just one other, as you were listing off some of the benefits, Miles, I wanted to add from the economic perspective that outdoor recreation now outpaces the oil and gas industry in economic impact. So wow. there's that angle to think of as well. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty powerful one right there. A, a good argument for this. Well, I want to give people a heads up on this public input options. And we, we talked a little bit about building consensus and getting involvement and contributions from the community early on. There is a survey available and it's at the villageofagharbor.org and it's the Egg Harbor Trails Project. And they have kind of a mini site within the Egg Harbor website. And there's a survey there where you can fill it out and provide your input on your thoughts on trails and opportunities that you, you might want to see. And it's this is done by Egg Harbor in, in conjunction with the town of Gibraltar, but it's not limited. You don't have to be an Egg Harbor resident or a town of Gibraltar resident to fill out this survey. You know, Door County, the, I think we're all part of a larger community, particularly like some of these northern door smaller communities that, you know, none of us exist in a silo. So it's not limited to residents of that particular village. So there's the survey opportunity. And then there's this event coming up on December 12th at the Crest Pavilion, which will have both a morning session and an evening session. I think it's 10 a.m. to noon in the morning and then 5 to 7 in the evening, where each each of those, like you said, both you, Chris, and Patrick will be 
at those meetings if the weather <laughs> allows you to get into town. And then uh, representatives from the Village of Egg Harbor. And then there's a couple of speakers scheduled that we'll have more information on soon, just talking about the, the impact of trails and, and the possibilities available with this. Chris and Patrick, anything we didn't touch on that you think is, is notable to mention for our listeners? I guess uh, as far as the, the outreach event at Crest Pavilion goes, the idea is for that to kind of be an, an open house overall, but we will have a short presentation about a half hour into each of those just to you know, kind of give our pitch as to what's going on, but we'll also have tons of time to just talk with people as well. Excellent. And you know, just to clarify what we're talking about, what's in these initial plans that Egg Harbor is investigating is you know, a trail to get from the north end of the village to essentially the Redmond property in the town of Gibraltar. And then that Redmond property would be used as the corridor to get into the, the village of Fish Creek. And then to connect the village itself to Murphy Park on the south end, kind of this beach to beach trail that has been in the planning, in the dream state for about five years. And then a couple of other connector trails around the village and town. So that's like the major thrust of this section of the project. And then there's, you know, some of that larger vision to connect Egg Harbor all the way up to Sister Bay. And Sister Bay has been doing some smaller scale projects of its own to connect different points in the village, connect residential areas to business and services. So there's some exciting things happening with bike and pedestrian trails and access in Door County. And I'd say like this meeting at the Crest is a great opportunity to learn more and just have discussion and find out more about what's possible. So... Patrick and Chris, thank you for working on this project and your contributions to this. And hopefully this leads somewhere great for Door County. Thank you so much, Miles. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be working on the project. It's been a joy so far. And yeah, looking forward to continuing to work on it in the public meeting coming up. Yeah, likewise. Thank you, Miles. I'm also looking forward to, to being in town in December and talking about this tomorrow with folks. Thanks to both of you for joining us. And thanks to our listeners for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. And we'll talk to you again really soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. This podcast is produced by Miles Danhausen Jr. and edited by Rachel Lucas. If you want to help us continue to create more great episodes just like this one, visit our website at doorcountypulse.com. Thank you.